And I hope that Jesus forgives him just like he does the rest of us. Doug Wilson, Moscow minister and columnist with the Idahonian Daily News. The question that confronts us is what does it mean in a disobedient culture to be prophetic? There be a place for same-sex couples? Uh, no, no marriage. Even though it's the law of the land in the United States? Uh, just like Roe used to be. We want to turn the world upside down, and you don't turn the world upside down by being nice. I believe that we are in, in this polytheistic, pluralistic moment, and the desperate need of the hour is for our Christian leadership to say, Jesus is Lord, and there is no other. Resistance. Gotta stick around for that one. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight Life Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox on the Water Boy. And, and don't forget your Maca hats. I was, gonna, I was just gonna say Make America Christian again. I have Canadians asking for the Make, make Chris, Canada Canada Christian, Christian again. Was there ever a time MCC. that America was Christian? Yes. <laughs> when? <laughs> like five minutes ago. I, oh, okay. I, I posted a link to the hats and people are coming up in there. <laughs> America was never a Christian nation. Uh, yeah. Come on. Hey, are you all subscribed to our cross-politic email list? If you're not, you really should be. Subscribe to our email list today. Being subscribed to our email list means you won't miss any updates about cross politic or the Fight Laugh Feast Network. You hear about what's on the schedule for the week, uh, various live events that we are participating in or speaking at, conference updates. Of course, we've got the ARC Encounter coming up in October, our big national conference. Uh, rowdy Christian merch where you can get hats like this if you need a little more orange in your life. I have and, more uh, orange. Uh, of course, updates from other shows in the Fight Laugh Feast Network. You'll also hear from sponsors of the show, as they're seeking to take dominion over God's kingdom in the business world. And we're very, we're highly selective about who we allow to sponsor us. They're the kind of people that are willing to be associated with us. Yeah. So, you, you know, <laughs> it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And you're, and by supporting them, you support us. So, so, so to subscribe, simply enter your email address at the bottom of the page at fightlaughfeast.com. Again, go down to the bottom of fightlaughfeast.com. Put your email address in so you never miss an update from us. And right. also just want to remind you that this summer, actually starting this week, yes. in yeah. fact, mm -hmm. um, we are building a library. We're beginning to build an actual library for the network um, for what we now call the Fight, Laugh, Feast Pub. Pub TV. Pub TV is going live June 1st, mm -hmm. Lord willing. Mm -hmm. um, the first show um, in the in the docket is This America, mm -hmm. hosted by our very own Gabe the Waterboy, yeah. uh, going on site with Christian entrepreneurs um, who are doing business self-consciously in order to build the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and you guys are going on the road tomorrow. Yep. There we are. Um, yeah, tomorrow morning. And, um, so uh, anyways. It micro dirty jobs meets Christian economy. That's I, how I like to describe it. Dirty it, it seems, jobs yeah. meets Christian and economy. I'm, and I'm the micro. <laughs> um, I want to say something about the pub real quick because it's yeah. not yeah. just a pub where you get beer and stuff. It, that's part of it. But what the pub was was a common place that men hung out. Mm -hmm. And other men from other states would come through and talk about the news that was going on in their state. There wasn't, this is way back in the day, and there wasn't a way to, 
TVs and radios. This was the way that people got information. Got the news. Well, the the publican, the guy who was the the pub master in the back, he would gather all those stories at the end of the bar yeah. and put them in a little folder. Publication. And so the, that's how we got publication was from the yeah. pub, and that was a common news. And everybody was like, "What are these publications?" They hated them back in the day mm-hmm. because they had an official news yeah. that that was everybody. You get this. This is whatever we want you to think. But the pub is like where you got CNN. the real news. The pub is where the real news on like the ground where it really happens. That's right. So that's there what the go. pub is. That's awesome. So. Join the pub as well, um, and I'm excited. Be praying for these guys as they're going on the road. Yes. There's a bunch of filming. Seth Gruber is with us now. He's the CEO and founder of the White Roads Resistance and host of the popular podcast Unaborted. A nationally renowned human rights activist and sought-after speaker, Seth is fighting for a world where every person has the right to be born. And now, Seth is on CrossPolitik. Thanks for joining us, man. Brothers, good to be with you. Absolutely. So tell us, what is the White Rose Resistance? I I was homeschooled, which means I know a little bit about history, unlike most people my age today. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. And uh, it's actually kind of part of my background uh, in how I got involved in the fight for life and having my public high school tell me, you can't pick the topic of abortion. And I said, here's a copy of the Constitution. Um, and um, so, you know, having been homeschooled, I, 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 I was familiar with a lot of just stories of the saints who've gone before us, you know, who have fought similar battles. In fact, we would say brothers, right? Almost identical ideologies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> just a different victim class. And in this case, of course, a far more silent victim class, mm-hmm. preborn children. And so I had heard this story for years, um, but the Lord really kind of, I don't know, I providentially led me to really kind of dive into the history of it over the last couple of years. And so I, I was working on this idea of kind of rebuilding the white rose resistance and Christian resistance, um, which I know like so fits into the mold of what you guys are doing. You know, Dr. George Grant's Reformation and Resistance, right. everything you guys are doing up there in Moscow, such a fan. Dr. George is going to be helping kind of advise on a project we're working on that we can't announce yet. And uh, I had him on my podcast in the fall. Wow. And, and so I, I was coming to this realization that, that I, fr- frankly, I'm probably late to the game, guys. I mean, you guys, I'm kind of riding in your wake, and as so many are. But um, of like, you know, uh, the, unless the church flatulent becomes the church militant it will become the church irrelevant um and and, Man, and you just, you and just I, rhymed I right that. into that that was awesome that was awesome <laughs> i i heard i heard that said once uh Gabe and i went oh my gosh that just hit me like a ton of bricks mm-hmm. um it was actually my friend dr anthony leventino the former abortionist now wow. protestant reformed brother christian wow. who we've that. had at our conferences wow. um who said he, he had heard that said once he wasn't sure where he heard it, but Dr. Levantino, by the way, you got to get to know what a precious brother, um, real Paul story, you know? And, um, and I went, wow, wow. I mean, could you get more rush duty? You know? And I was, so I was just realizing like, you know, (laughs) um, we're not, (laughs) if we're not exercising dominion, someone else is, you know, what did rush duty say? Um, you know, uh, when we give up dominion, it does not disappear when a man renounces it. It is simply transferred to another person, perhaps to his wife, children, employer, or the state, where wow. the individual surrenders his due dominion, where the family abdicates it and the worker and employer reduce it. There, another party, usually the state, concentrates that dominion, wow. where organized society surrenders power, the mob gains it. Mm. Proportionate. To the surrender. And, and so I, I just started realizing 
if if I don't start, because uh, I've been a prolific speaker for over a decade, guys, and my mother was a pregnancy resource center director while pregnant with me. Okay, I was doing the walk for life at five years old for our local center. But, well, in your but mom's I started belly, realizing, like, if, if I don't, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I don't build a ministry and build something bigger than just Seth Gruber the speaker, and, and really focus and hone in on pricking the collective conscience of the church and of the pastorate and of the of the people of God to stop waiting for pro-life ministries and pregnancy centers to do the work that God has called the bride of Christ to do, mm. uh, then we are sowing the seeds of our own destruction. Um, and so I, I, I had been aware of this story for a long time. And the reason why I said all that, brothers, was because I have not yet found, at least personally speaking subjectively, my, my, I'm just speaking my truth, right? I, <laughs> I have not yet found a story more inspirational but maybe less known, more inspirational, but less known than the story of Hans and Sophie Scholl of the White Rose Resistance in, in 1942, 1943, Munich, Germany. And so I'm, the, I'm literally rebuilding the res, their resistance. Like my organization is called that. And I believe that was providential. And so in 1942, a 21-year-old young gal, guys, her name's Sophie and the namesake of my third child is walking the streets of Munich and she loved the Lord. We have her letters from her boyfriend and her family. She had a deep and abiding faith. Sophie's father guys had actually spent some time in prison for publicly criticizing Hitler. So she came from good stock, right? Yes. She was probably a Christian nationalist, right? Russell Moore's like <laughs> urinating all over the place now. You know? And so um, she, she finds this uh, paper on the sidewalk in Munich and it says leaflets of the white roads. And this is the story, right? I mean, she picks this thing up. I've read the biography uh, written by her sister, right? Like, and, and she goes, she's leaflets of the white road. What is this? She starts reading it. It's explicitly condemning the crimes of the Nazis. They said things like, do not hide your cowardice behind a cloak of expediency. Mm. It's like, can you say Tim Keller, David French, Ed Stetzerism? Like, oh. like literally the same battle they're fighting then. They said things like, if you know, why do you not act? Like she's reading, these are in the leaflets, right? And she's yeah. like, whoa. And Sophie, you know what she's thinking, guys? My brother talks like this a lot. He talks like, this sounds like my brother's ranting at dinner time. Well, come to find out. No. The White Rose Resistance had not only, not only been co-founded, it was being run by none other than her older brother, Hans Scholl, wow. who at 24 years old, guys, 24, okay? He's just trying to protect his little sister, isn't he? Yeah. He, he knew how dangerous political resistance was in 1942. I mean, guys, the yeah. Jews have been wearing the yellow star for two and a half, yeah. pushing three years now. Yeah. Goodness gracious. The ashes of Jews are already falling on the steeples of local churches mm. run by Rick Warrens, who only speak <laughs> as much truth as the spirit of the age allows them, mm. lest they lose their 501c3 <laughs> statuses. So, so he, he, she, <laughs> she gave me a break. What are you doing? <laughs> I told you I loved you guys. I told you I'm riding in your way. I should have been warned. Preach, preacher. And so she she goes, she demands to join the White Rose Resistance, guys, right? Yeah. And so um, against her brother's wishes, she becomes the youngest member and the only female of the White Rose Resistance, although their bravery actually spawned some smaller chapters, which is kind of what I'm building yeah. uh, around Germany at the time. And so uh, for the rest of 1942, here's what these students did, guys. Tw these are all 20-somethings. Did I say that? They're yeah. all in their 20s. Yeah. They, they, they start writing, printing, and distributing anti-Nazi leaflets all around Germany. It was a social media campaign pre-digital age. And they, they would stay up all night doing this. And then they would take trains in the middle of the night to major German cities 
to drop off these leaflets. And, and oh, the Nazis hated the White Rose resistance. Like these, stu- these students would like graffiti, like anti-Nazi sentiments on walls. And the, the Nazis would come and like cover it, paint it over the next day. Like they really hated the White Rose. Okay? And we don't know why they called themselves that, except that the, the rose represents innocence and purity. Uh, that's that's the only kind of uh, reason we have to suspect they called themselves that. And so for, in 1943, they kind of took things to the next. They kind of leveled up, actually. Um, and on February 18th, 1943, so we just celebrated the 80th anniversary, guys, a few months, about yeah. months ago. Hans and Sophie, brother and sister, walk onto the campus at the University of Munich. Um, as you guys know, the, the universities, the academia had been as, as much co-opted into obedience and silence as the, as the pulpits right, already mm-hmm. were. And so this was dangerous. <laughs> and Sophie demanded, insisted, 21-year-old Sophie actually insisted to be the one to hold the briefcase full of the anti-Nazi leaflets. During class, while the halls were quiet, Hans and Sophie walk the halls and they drop off piles of their leaflets while class is in session. Then in this iconic scene. Sophie walks to the, the third floor balcony at the University of Munich, and she throws an entire stack of leaflets down to the atrium below. You can visit that today. Wow. Um, the janitor, a committed Nazi, catches Hans and Sophie in the act, calls the Gestapo, and has them arrested on February 18th, 1943. Because they were arrested on February 18th, 1943, brothers, they missed the meeting. They missed a meeting they had scheduled that afternoon in Munich, a meeting that they would never make. That meeting was with Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Wow. Oh, wow. We'd come to Munich to meet with the White Rose Resistance. For the next four days, they were brutally interrogated and physically abused, and they refused to implicate any of their other friends or members of the White Rose. They found evidence for one of their friends, Christoph Probst, Uh, who was arrested later that afternoon, whose wife was in the hospital recovering from childbirth for a daughter he would never meet. He was also in his 20s. The next four days, they were brutally interrogated. They refused to apologize. And during the kangaroo court proceedings, which were run by Nazis who had already determined the conclusions, Sophie's father broke into the courtroom. um, And while being drug away, and escorted out, he yelled at every Nazi in that room. He yelled, you will one day stand where they sit now. Mm. Um, Hans and Sophie's bravery so disturbed their own prison guards that they relaxed the rules and let Hans and Sophie meet with their parents in a side room hours before being taken to the guillotine. Um, because they would have their heads chopped off four days later on February 22nd, 1943. And Sophie, maybe even more than her brother Hans, kind of just represents to me, brother, and I think prophetically to the American church today, what what resistance looks like, Mm. what honor, godliness, and faithfulness looks like. And she Mm. would speak with a level of clarity and a level of conviction that was seemingly lost on most German pulpits at the mm-hmm. time. And, and, and so I, we've just wrapped up a White Rose Church tour, nine churches in the fall, 15 churches in the spring, um, all around the country telling the story of humanism, Sanger Planned Parenthood, Neo-Malthusianism, and the story of the White Rose Resistance. And Sophie would say this towards the end of her life, and this is what I'm building a movement to rebuild the seeds that they planted. 
she was asking the question, brothers, that I think so many good men and women in the church are asking today, which is, uh, what the hell is going on and how did we get here? <laughs> We're a little bit freaked out about what, what America looks like right, right now. Right, and right. this 21-year-old, brothers, I, I think she was asking the same question. Right. And here's what she said in, the, what, in, in those four, final four days in prison. Yeah. She said, you know what? The real damage the real damage is caused by all of those millions out there who just want to survive. The honest men and women who just want to be left in peace. That's right. Those who don't want their little lives disturbed by anything bigger than themselves. Those with no sides and no causes. Those who won't take measure of their own strength for fear of antagonizing their own weaknesses. Those who don't like to make waves or enemies. Those for whom freedom honor, truth, and principle, it's just literature. Those who live small, die small. It's the reductionistic approach to life, church. Because if you keep it small, you'll keep it under control. If Mm. you don't make any noise, the boogeyman won't find you. FBI, Department of Homeland Security. Sorry, that was me. She said, (laughs) but it's all an illusion. It's all an illusion. Because they die too. Mm. Those people who, who, who roll, roll up their spirits into tiny little balls so as to be safe. Safe from what? Life is always on the edge of death. Narrow streets lead to the same place as wide avenues. And a little candle burns itself out just like the flaming torch does. I choose my own way to burn. All right, uh, brothers, who talks like that at 21? That sounds like Churchill or Chesterton. What the hell is going on right now? That's a young woman with the lion of the tribe of Judah roaring inside of her, who for whom apathy and Russell Mooreism and Tim Kellerism was as disgusting on her palate as actually being one of the doers of evil itself. Silence in the face of evil is itself evil, said Bonhoeffer. Not to speak is to speak, not to act is to act. God will not hold you guiltless. And so as she was escorted to the freaking chopping block in the guillotine on February 22nd, 1943, her cellmate who survived the war and wrote letters to Sophie's parents explaining every final day of their daughter's life, later said Sophie's final words as she was about to be taken away was to look outside of her barred window in her jail cell and say, how can we expect righteousness to prevail when there's hardly anyone willing to give themselves up individually to a righteous cause? Such a fine sunny day, and I have to go now. (laughs) But what does my death matter? If through us, thousands of people are awakened and stirred to action. Well, they never saw thousands awakened and stirred to action. The church remained asleep and nothing changed. They were killed on February 22nd, 1943. Sophie's final words were the sun still shines. Mm -hmm. And Hans's final words were simply freedom freedom like like uh you know braveheart or something and uh william william wallace and and the the executioner was later interviewed the guy who dropped the blade on their necks and he said i he said she went without the flicker of an eyelash none of us understood how that was possible he said i had never seen someone meet his end as she did so my message 
this post Roe versus Wade moment, my dear brothers, is that while rose blossoms may perish in the fall, they reappear in the spring. And while all of the members of the White Rose Resistance were found and executed, their sacrifice planted the good seeds of resistance in the hearts of millions whose actions will keep alive the legacy of the White Rose. And your sacrifice, church, will water those seeds of resistance. So one day, thousands will be awakened and stirred to action. The white rose will blossom again, and we, like Sophie, can say the sun still shines, spelled S-O-N. So we're building the Turning Point USA of the pro-life movement. In fact, my friend Charlie and Turning Point Faith and Rob McCoy sponsored our fall tour to mobilize Christian resistance at the local level against the culture of death, the abortion behemoth, the spirit of of Asherism and Baalism and Molochism and Neo-Malthusianism and Bill Gatesism and Hillary Clintonism, the whole liberal establishment that's built on the mutilated bodies of 65 mutilated aborted children. Um, to tear down the high places of Moloch and be like Gideon and not Lot, to be like cross politic and not Russell Moore, to be like Jack Hibbs and not Lecrae, so that we can give God a reason to show America mercy. <laughs> well, let's just take the offering now. <laughs> what, 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 how, that was just the title of this of his ministry. Yeah. That's all that was. was like, yeah. Tell us about White Rose Resistance. That's the title. That was it. That that's was question it. one. That's question that's one. It. So what is this? What is this? Uh, what is that? No, you're not going to take story. all that in for a second. No, just, 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 I mean, just, just let, let it, just, just mm. let it, let it settle for a second. All right, I did. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the resistance. Yeah, for real. Oh go ahead. You can go now. Goodness. Dave. So how oh does that? I mean, that story is incredible and inspiring. I mean, her quote uh, that you you read to us um, in, in in from the jail cell about the the masses. The comforts of the masses is so relevant to our country right now and how, you know, we were just talking about this earlier where there's millions of Christians and there's, there's way more Christians than LGBT community right now. And, and yet the LGBT <laughs> community is running, yeah. is running our laws and our world and our government. And, and, yeah. and so, I mean, I, I we, you know, I, I mean, where's Sophie at? What, what, who, what do, I mean, I'm, I'm at a loss in, in some sense because that story is so powerful. And yet here in America, we got so much goodness in our nation. Mm. So much has been given to yep. us. Um, uh, and we have frittered it away. And yet even, yep. even in, even in kind of letting go of God's blessing in our nation, um, Christians are refusing to kind of see how we've done that. We're refusing to see where we need to repent. We're refusing to see where we need to turn to Jesus in this very moment. Yep. Uh, and it, it's, it, you know, I mean, it seems like if, if you know, Toby, right. Toby said this earlier, if we just would repent, uh, I mean, um, mm-hmm. the, the, I like the, the analogy that our friend Joel said um, that the, the ship, the Christian ship is not that far from the dock in America. Mm-hmm. We aren't that far off. It hasn't, that ship hasn't sailed too far yet. So repentance in, in one sense is very realistic and, mm-hmm. and re um, reclaiming our nation for Jesus in one sense is very realistic. Um, but you know, Deuteronomy and Deuteronomy multiple times at the end of Deuteronomy, God says, if you do not obey me, then mm-hmm. five of your enemies, 10 of your enemies will chase thousands of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you do not obey wow. me, and then he says, if, if you do obey me, then ten of your people will chase thousands of them. Right, but but here we are, 
I mean, God can't, I mean, like, I, yeah. I just, I just finished so doing that, So that's game one to preach now. This is hilarious. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing a preach off. <laughs> You're next, Knox. You're next. Oh, I got my sermon. I got my sermon. But, it, but here we are, and the LGBT community is chasing us. The Biden administration's yep. chasing us. Um, yep. You know, well, they're exercising dominion. It's their great commission. I mean, right. you know, the, the the religion of humanism has been far more dogmatic and faithful to their creeds yeah. and to their great commission, which is the anti-gospel to the inversion, because all Satan can do is inverted pervert. He has no original stories. Right. They've been far more faithful to that than we have been to pure and undefiled religion. Oh and so, it's, as you know, it's never taken 51% right, to upend a society or That's to right. usher in the re- revolution that Sanger yeah. and Roger Baldwin, the co-founder of the ACLU, were dreaming up in Greenwich Village in the early 1900s in New York. It's, it's always taken a small percentage of radically devoted few. And the left knows this. The people that don't know this are the Christians who actually brought in the true revolution 2000 years ago, we don't live like that or believe that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's that's the great critique of our times, right? And that's a great critique of the church today. Um, and so that's what we're trying to rebuild, because I think, Gabe, to your point about providence and, and revival, and, and we've been asking for repentance and God, if you people are called by your name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. You'll hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. Yeah, well, Psalm 106 says the land is desecrated with blood. Uh, and yet, despite that, we got an undeserved, absolutely incredible, merciful gift brought on a platter to the American church on June 24th, 2022. And mm-hmm. those pastors didn't even say thank you. Oh, The pastors having revival meetings and praying for God to pour out his spirit on America. When God moved on June 24th, 2022, like Judges 6 with Gideon starting to tear down the high places, you didn't even say thank you and say, wow, he's starting to answer our prayers. He's mm. moving again. He used an orange tweeting mean man to overturn Roe versus Wade while the pious anti-Christian pro-life evangelicals for Biden were more hated Trump more than they loved the unborn. Mm. And when God started moving to tear down those high places, you wouldn't even gather and have a worship and prayer service to say, he's moving, he's doing it. Aslan is on the move once again. And so I'm sensing a new rising of courage and an excitement for action than I've ever seen before. And I tell this to you guys, brothers, as to my knowledge, as the, a man who's spoken in more pulpits on the issue of life since the end of 2020, than any pro-life speaker in the world and more pulpits on the issue of life in the last two years than all 11 years of my pro-life speaking career combined. So I, I, I'm i in a lot of churches all around the country. I've never said so much excitement from congregations and I've never had so many mm. people walk up to me and ask this question, what can I do? Yeah. I've never gotten that more than in this last season. There's it, People are calling it the new Protestantism. It's actually the old Protestantism, but that's yeah. a conversation for another time. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so we're trying to ride that providential wave with Aslan right now in this moment to say, if, if this is the beginning of, 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 of resistance again, then we're going to build a multi-million dollar nonprofit in the span of three to five years to be able to do the kind of activity and mobilization that unfortunately a lot of precious sheep uh, our, our brothers and sisters need because they say, what can I do? But they, they, they don't know what to start doing. Too many Christians, they, they feel burdened to do something, but they're not actually going to go out and build something that mobilizes people to have that leadership that kind of, that, that kind of says, come with us, right? Come, follow me as I, as I follow Christ and tearing down the high places. And so that's what we're building. It's the turning point USA of the pro-life movement. So we're hiring for the director of the resistance right now. I just had Michael Seifer back on my podcast. He's a dear brother. 
Uh, we're hiring uh, for uh, uh, regional positions after, after we hire that position. And this is it. This is the resistance. This, this is this is the kind of stuff that goes after big evangelicalism. It's shareholders and officiaries, which is why everyone hates me right now for going after Ed Stetzer because Talbot just hired him as their dean. But that's, yep. again, podcast for another time. Because mm-hmm. we're in this position because of those men, right, who, who said disengage, don't be political, just preach the gospel, whatever the hell that means, mm-hmm. um, and, and just save souls and, and sit next to the madman while, while the drunk guy drives the bus over children and just scream the gospel to those that he plows over with the bus. Scream the gospel to them out the window while he plows over them because that's preaching the gospel. But don't don't actually apply the gospel or put flesh on it to like take activity to like tear down the high places or love your neighbor, or, like stand against the wickedness, like just scream the gospel with them like that. We're actually in this position because of those men. Uh, and so that's that's what we're building. So, so t- t- um, uh, that's exactly what I want to push you on next was. So the, the question, what do we do? You say you're building a nonprofit. Um, you've, you're hiring director and, and so give us some particulars on how, do, I mean, uh, how do you intend to put flesh on the gospel? How do you intend to, to stop? Is this, is this, um, um, you know, are you just going to go off after the big Eva fat cats? Are you, um, running bills, uh, to end abortion or, or, or you know, what, what are some of the practical uh, ways that yeah, you're, you're planning to put, uh, legs on this, um, animal? Hey man, we probably will launch a 501c4 in the future, but we're not there yet uh, for direct political action. Um, but we're not there yet. So we're a digital media organization and an activism organization. So all digital media um, is used for activism purposes, and all activism is filmed to create media. Um, if that makes sense. And so we're, we're not just like a digital media company. That's beautiful. It's the, the you know the digital square is the new public square. So that's obviously you got to be there. But it's actually to to actually say action, right? What did Bonhoeffer once say? Do and dare what is right, not swayed by the whim of the moment. Bravely take hold of the real, not dallying now with what might be. Not in the flight of ideas, but only in action is freedom. That kind of represents only in action is freedom. Uh, and so we're hiring a national position right now. We're interviewing for right now. If anyone's interested, actually go to Red Balloon, director of the resistance at the national level, which will then uh, be responsible for hiring kind of like part-time regional coordinators to mobilize people into resistance. So that looks like sidewalk counseling. That looks like speaking at school board meetings. That speaks. That looks like actually public events in the public square that actually bring awareness to the horror of abortion, and particularly in big blue areas. It's actually to get the church engaged. We're not asking pregnancy centers to do more. Those wonderful, underfunded, understaffed organizations from which I came. And I keynote their banquets, and I love them. But like they kind of are a little busy, if you haven't noticed. And yeah. you know, sitting bull, you know, Indian warlord Elizabeth Warren is co-sponsoring legislation <laughs> to label them the dangerous spreaders of misinformation. Yeah, yeah they're kind of their place are full. So it's we're trying to actually take that new excitement, the the old Protestantism that's rising again in the church to say, come on, this is what we're doing. Take part in it. So we're going to build digital circles and that uh, a digital circle, which is where the resistance will live digitally around the country for courses, curriculum, training, live calls with me, uh, videos, and then actually like digital activism pieces. And so the last piece, besides mobilizing the church into those different lanes, I just said at the local level. The last piece is actually to, to raise up a new generation of, of activists, well-spoken, saucy, Elijah, David-like polemicists who mock the spirit of the age and mm-hmm. understand like the sons of Issachar, how we got here and how we get out of here and what the people of God ought to do. So I can start turning down speaking engagements and the next five spicy young men 
um, to go speak in my place, but also to raise up activists at the local level. So what would it look like to have men and women in New York City, Los Angeles, Seattle, Portland, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Austin, Texas, who are actually trained like master pro-life ninjas and culture warriors on these things? And they're the kind of people, they're not the sweet sidewalk counselors, which praise God for them, right? I'm not demeaning them. I'm saying they have more of an activist spirit. Right. So they're actually taking our digital media, which which is uh, a lot of the stuff that stuff coming out next year, we're working on all this year, um, and, and small bit media of different uh, things that people have no idea about the horror of abortion, prenatal development, who Sanger was, right? The, 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 the the inception of so much of this humanistic experiment and how we got here. Because what did New York Times say? If you want to understand America's systemic racism, go back to 1619, and then you'll understand how we got here. It's like, mm. no, 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 actually, you got to go back to Sanger. You got to go back to Thomas Malthus. You got to go back to Antonio Gramsci. Mm-hmm. You got to go back to uh, Havelock Ellis and Alfred Kinsey if you want to understand our current kooky culture today. It's, it's the opposite of what New York Times said. What, what would it look like to have the kind of spicy, catch your attention, kind of shock you a little bit? content that's all true and educational and and have someone walk up to someone on the sidewalk and say did you know adolf hitler like margaret sanger and they're like excuse me what did you just say it's like yeah. would you watch this 60 second video right and, and then they watch it and then they, they share it and it becomes this like you 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 build the social media kind of content that makes people wonder what the heck did they watch i mean we're working on tons of different future projects but it's too equipped activists at the local level to be a pain in the rear to the culture of death and the abortion industrial complex and then getting those sweet men and women who come up to me at the church and say, what can I do? And getting them mobilized at the local level in some of those direct lanes of action. Wow, man. All right. So what's the website first? It's the it's the white rose dot life, the white rose dot life. And uh, Seth Gruber official and the white rose dot life are on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, so that's what we're that's what we're up to over here, guys. All right. White rose the white rose dot l i f e the white that's rose that's the dot life i just i just pulled it up hmm. you're gonna, you gonna yeah you know i was sitting here i'm just writing down some things i've said this and i see signs of it but you know when you talked about your mom and being homeschooled this all goes back to that for me <laughs> i don't think we have any yeah. idea yeah. about what god is doing underground in the education of this next generation that are not underneath Caesar's tutelage. That's good. (laughs) And your mom and parents and the faithfulness that they have to homeschool you and to give you a passion for history Mm -hmm. and to learn about the resistance there in, in, in Germany and then to apply that and then to have a kind of uh, rhetoric that was beautiful. Watching you go on for the last 15 minutes was beautiful. And it was the kind of beauty <laughs> kind of, that attracts kind of the truth. Let me speak. Thank you. And, and this is, this that's is called, how we win. That's, 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 that's the, the, the strength of a classical education. That's it's, exactly it's, right. Is, is both uh, the, the grammar and right. the logic and, and the rhetoric and the, po- right. and the poetry. And that says, mm. this is beautiful. This has to be true. And we've forgotten so much of how to do that well. And everybody's like, what are we going to do? The culture is crashing. But there's a, this is, what this is like, how old are you, brother? Uh, 31. Okay. So we're in, he's in the second phase of homeschooling, yeah. right? And there's another generation. How many <laughs> kids you have? We just had our third. Okay, that are coming up. <laughs> what are what is three of you? I hope you get to seven like me. What is seven of you gonna look like? 
<laughs> this is just one. What is God Amen. doing when you have an army like that? Amen. Right. That are encouraging the body. Uh, this is it's just That's so right. encouraging. So I, yeah. I don't think that we should we should not shrink back about being joyful about the future. Yeah, I I think too. I mean, I really appreciate you know, your point. I mean, obviously, I, mean, I appreciate what you're saying in terms of there. You know, there are different parts of the body of Christ that are doing different, really key strategic things. Yes, the the um, the pregnancy resource centers, the the sidewalk counselors, um, uh, the the, the right. those who are called to just evangelism, even sharing the gospel. Some there's, that are writing legislation. There's absolutely, yeah. place for that. But then there's people. Yeah, people in. In the uh, in the Capitol buildings, in in doing legislation, um, and then the activists and so on. But but I like the way you described that the 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 what you call them spicy activists. Yeah. Um, but I I think you know there is a sense though in which given that that there's there's different gifts in the body. Amen. And at the same time, I do think that so too often Christians. This goes to your point. Have just had too low a, a, of a bar. For raising their kids, yes, and and thinking that our what you know entirely on the defensive, thinking if wow. only, if only we can have our kids um, grow up and and somehow keep their faith, somehow that's the minimum. Yeah, right, 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 right. Protect them from the all the all those troubles of of unbelief and paganism and so on. And and I and I think mm-hmm. no, 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 that's, that's upside down. I mean, yes, there's defensive moves you have to make in raising your children. Absolutely, you protect them from evil doers and, and and so on. <laughs> but but no, the image that God gives us about our children is that they are weapons. That's right. And so wow. the idea is that we are raising them not merely to protect them from the trouble of unbelief, but we are raising them to trouble the unbelief. That's right. Mm-hmm. We want yeah, they're the dangerous ones. We want pagans talking about our kids. We want pagans preach, talking about preach, our kids afraid that their wild. unbelieving kids hanging out with our kids might become Christians. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. hang out with those Sunday kids. Yeah. <laughs> honey, 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 I, I heard that they're Christians. We need to be careful yeah. with our kids playing with them because they might end up going to church with them. <laughs> and repent of their sins. But we, Have you yeah. heard about their God? Have you heard about their God? He rose from the dead. Um, but, wow. But, yeah. I, but we wow. have, but I think that is the, I mean, overarching goal, yeah, different, different um, gifts, different parts of the body, but the whole goal of this generational wow. work and what we're seeing in, in you Seth praise God is I think that very notion that our job is to give the pagans fits that's right give the unbelievers fits keep them laid up uh, up late at night chase them um, worried about what are those Christians going to do next? Come on now, um, next, you wow. know, because you know they they say you know they're 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 coming you know now Dobbs is overturned now they're going to overturn um, Obergefell. Obergefell. Amen. You, you better believe it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's right. That's Seth, right. Thank you so that's much for good. coming on, brother. Really appreciate yeah. you. Great glorious. work you done. That was glorious. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next time, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. And afterwards, if you need a prayer or anything, Seth's going to be here to lay his hands on you. (laughs) Touch the screen. Just right now and give that. (laughs) Send that offering to White Rose Resistance. My name is Jamie Piles. I joined Samaritan in December of 1996. We were homeschooling our kids, and we were already thinking outside the world's box, if you will. And I saw a little tiny classified ad about this new kind of idea I'd never heard of before. My first reaction was, that's the kind of thing that we would do, isn't it? And so I finally called the number, talked to them, and the more I asked them questions, the more I liked their answers. 
The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow. Through the Spirit, God's Word changes lives. It cuts us to the heart and reshapes us. As you strive to read and study Scripture, having a good set of tools can help. From setting reminders for a great reading plan, to word studies and commentaries that shed light on difficult passages, to listening on the go, the Olive Tree Bible app can help you dig into the Word wherever you are. Olive Tree Bible app. Read, study, listen, anywhere.